Welcome back to another episode of If You Can't Handle the Heat. It's your boy, G-Swizz in the house, joined by my brodo, Joksy Worsley. How's it? How's it, my bada? And my boy, Micah Ma'a. What's up? What's up? As you can see, we're all fired up on this beautiful, beautiful day. I wish you guys a happy Friday, but before we kind of get into it, I want to give two quick shout-outs. First of all, the first shout-out is Ed Chan of Volleyball Magazine. He chose his top 40 pictures, and we were including that in our Wapaka and a Wapaka picture, if you guys choose, they go through. If you guys can see, you go on Volleyball Magazine. I think they choose 40 uh, photos of the year. They're like, and we made it in there. It was like me diving or something, and I got that sent to me. So mad love to you, Ed Chan. Sick. And, and secondly, um, we just posted an Instagram uh, uh, asking their fans and to comment who do you think the player of the year is going to be. Uh, for those of you who's saying me. I'd like to give a shout-out. That's not going to happen. That'd be a miracle in itself. I just want to give a shout-out and love to everyone who said that out there. And I do hope it's one of our other players on our team because that would help our help our chance of winning a national championship a lot better. Um, so I want to kind of start with that. And another thing, the last thing I want to kind of talk about, the ABCA preseason polls came out. There's a lot of debate for the one or two spot. I want to kind of give some clarifications. I want to go through at least one through ten kind of give my insight really quickly on each team and, and, and if I think they're justly ranked or not. And on Joe and Mike, I want you to kind of give your input here and if you believe so. So without further ado, the 2021 preseason polls. Uh, rank number one, BYU. BYU definitely deserves to be number one. A lot of people had us ahead of BYU, but I don't think that's the case. you got to understand when you go on the road and you destroy the number one team who was us at the time and you absolutely obliterate them, you deserve the, to be the number one team. <laughs> Yes, we did win the sec when you, when you did win, we did win the second night, but we won 17-15 and 5 at home. Again, back-to-back nights. Obviously, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt on that and they're going to get the one seed. So yes, they deserve to be number 1. Number 2, Hawaii. I think that the top two teams last year, there's no doubt that Hawaii and BYU uh well, actually there's three teams. So I'll get to that after. There're really three teams contending for a national championship. Everyone else, there was a level and everyone was kind of below that where they, I mean, they were still competitive, but they weren't at that national championship level. So I think we are justly ranked at number two. Um, and again, both teams are returning everyone. Number three, UC Santa Barbara. UC Santa Barbara, again, last year was the other team that was competing for a national championship and definitely deserves to be number three. Super, super good. But they have taken a hit. They did not return everyone. They didn't return Grady Yule to the libero last year, who was playing some of the best libero work in the nation, if not the top libero, in my opinion, work in the nation. Because he was, a, he was an unsung hero, doesn't get a lot of praise. He was a senior. He decided to not come back. And Roy McFarland, their other outside, he's back, but I've heard he's had back pain, but that was earlier in the year. That's a rumor. Don't spread that around, but that's what I've heard. So you see Santa Barbara taking a hit, but I think it's still good. <laughs> don't, spread it. Say, don't spread it. Don't spread it. Spread it, spread it, spread it. <laughs> don't, don't spread, spread it, it around, but we're putting it on so a public I heard platform. That Roy McFarland. <laughs> so number four, long is in a wheelchair. Broke his kneecaps. He's paralyzed. Oh, God, knock on wood. That's not, I don't know. I'm going to knock on wood for you, Micah. But, sorry. Number four, Long Beach State. Now, Long Beach State, I think this is, this is a, they could be four or five. Four, I'd say I kind of have to agree with the four because, again, they were playing good volleyball last year. They were a good team. I don't think they were necessarily in the elite category, a really, really good team. But, again, they return everyone, and I heard they got a really, really good a freshman class, so that's where I'm like, okay, I can be sold on that fourth rank. Number five, Lewis. Lewis is extremely dangerous. I think they could be also be competing. Last year, they lost a, they lost too many matches last year where they were inconsistent, where they, they, they can't be they, – they 
that's why exactly why they're not hired. They were too inconsistent, right? They almost had us. Luckily, Brett Stewart and Rado Parapunov and Max Rosenfeld came clutch for us. Um, but again, they're going to be competing. They return everyone. They're going to be balling out this year. A very, very good team. Number six, UC Irvine. UC Irvine, maybe a little. I mean, they're good, but I think they maybe, in my opinion, maybe a little too high. We'll see about that. Um, they had a lot of setting issues last year. We'll see if they fixed it up. Dylan, Dylan a Packram alumni, hopefully will change their change their uh, uh, their luck around. Number seven, you got Pepperdine. Pepperdine, again, a very very young team, but again, they return everyone because they didn't really. I don't think they really graduated anything. Except Austin Wilmot, I think he might be returning. Um, good team, consistent team. Uh, we'll see what they bring with their freshman class. Seven, San Diego had a breakout season yesterday. I mean, yes, last year they had a first team All American. Yeah, yeah, just yesterday, whole season done, wrapped. Um, but again, they, they, I think they were kind of new to the scene where they, I mean, the first time in a while they experienced a lot of success. And I think now that they're kind of coming into it with a big, even bigger, bigger hopes than they had last year. Oh, uh, oh, my bad. Those two teams were tied, uh, Pepperdine and, and, uh, uh, San Diego tied for seventh and nine. We get to UCLA. Now UCLA, I think they're right yeah, where yeah. they should be. I yeah, think yeah. the, pro- the problem with UCLA is that again, again, consistency, uh, too inconsistent. Obviously, that are always have a young core. Um, they always have a lot of guys coming in the gym. So if maybe if the older guys can maybe take lead and kind of, tur- I mean, not turn around, but really get a grip from the younger core, they can really make a shot for a very successful season as well. Number ten, you got Grand Canyon, a good, a very very good team, very young team. Uh, two two first starting outside hitters, I think, for last year. Um, we played them last year. A good team. Uh, I wouldn't say elite, but still a very, very formidable opponent. 11, Penn State. I didn't see really anything about them last year. I, we never played them. 12, Concordia Irvine. They always got a bunch of uh, a solid, solid players on the team. They always, I mean, and they're a tight group and a, and a chill group and a very, very skilled group. 13, George Mason. I don't really know anything about them. We didn't play them last year. 14, Ohio State. Again, losing, winning big games and losing big games. I mean, and losing against smaller opponents. Again, very inconsistent. 15 Stanford, kind of the same story. Mm. One week they're high, one week they're low. Stanford uh, as is, you, oh, yeah, they're playing. This is their last yeah. year. Yeah, this is Stanford's wow. last year. I'm rooting yeah, for Stanford. So, I, and I think a lot of people are. You know, I think, I think I we think all, I mean, not to. when I play them. Imagine getting sent out with a national championship. There's no way and they can close. They're not going to win the national championship, Micah. Micah. they're not going to win the national championship. Dude, uh, dude imagine no, they but do. I'm rooting for them to win the imagine national championship. Imagine if they do. There's no way the department That would be the be... sickest. Yeah, imagine then. What are you going to do? Cancel them? <laughs> That's yeah. true. I mean, yeah. I mean, that'd be a hell of a way. I mean, I guess if we're not going to win have it, the I'd motivation. Vote for Stanford to win they it. They have the motivation. You're right. They do. They had the motivation. This is their last year. Maybe. And, and here's the thing. I went through these teams, and what I did criticize story. some of these teams. And I'm not saying any of these teams we can't lose to. For sure. Anyone can lose to anyone. And maybe some people will make me eat my words here. But this is my opinion on the top 15. And they, and if I and again, if we're not winning the national championship, I guess we're going for Stanford. because Stanford, for, the last the dance. The real last dance. Uh, so, <laughs> That's so, the real last dance, really. I mean, if they pull it off, that'd be kind of insane. I'd be, I'd be shocked, right? They have a lot of skilled players, but it's just they, sometimes they just can't put it together. I they don't, should I don't know. pack every game. Like, this should get every... Coronavirus, every- man. Coronavirus. No one's packing oh. any games. Oh, yeah, and, th- and I want to talk about... Right, they I should give make an update their home really quick. in Tennessee and pack their games. I mean, they can afford it, probably. 
<laughs> Listen to this. So the MPSF, what they're doing, instead of changing, like, a, doing a normal schedule, they can play any amount of games. Like, they can, like, constantly schedule games, right? Like, let's say what's one team can't play. They just keep as many games as possible. And it's not the the person with the best winning percentage, but it's the person with the most wins who um, – what? But now, so so BYU is not gonna win the is not gonna win the regular season because they're not gonna get scheduled as much, you know, because they're all the way in Utah. No one wants to L on their schedule. Um, so if you're so smart, like, UCLA, USC plays every night. Yeah, yeah. So if they and they're if, first and second. Exactly, they can be thirty and twenty, and and uh and BYU could be twenty and zero, and that means the thirty and twenty team will get the number one seed. Well, and then host the MPSF tournament. What? We're but Hawaii's hosting a Big West tournament. And a little update for Hawaii. Um, it I, mean, I think it's good so far, but there's some ads in the Big West trying to cancel basketball, and just if, if basketball gets canceled, guys, I don't know. I, I mean, we're still positive. It's not there's nothing that came up like negative that is like oh skewing my view and everything, or like I'm feel I'm feeling the same way that I did before. But that's just where we're at right now. Um, but earlier this week, Mike and Joe were able to sit down with an old friend slash coach. I was not able to because I was. Doing some UH volleyball stuff, but Brad Keller, ex director of Beta Bay, ex then went to UCLA men's volleyball assistant coach where he coached Micah. Then he went to UCLA women's, and now he is the head coach at USA USC women's volleyball. Um, he goes long, long with Micah. I mean, not necessarily me because I was in the national team gym or junior national team gym at that time. But for Micah and Joe, he was your coach for I mean, like how long? I mean, he Mike is six years. Coach by Brad. Mike is six years. No. Because he left my senior oh, shoot. Oh, maybe like four four years. I think and four he years. was a, he was the leading force. He was around to get, too. He was trying to get you, Micah. I mean Joe, Micah, Jordan, and then eventually me to UCLA. And he was a leading force in getting all you guys there. At least he at least got Micah there. He got one of the four there. <laughs> um but again he is the USC. Almost got you coach. if it wasn't for Joe. Exactly. He would have had me if it wasn't for Joe. I was very, for those listening, I was very, very close to going to UCLA. Um, but like I said, a dear friend, an old coach, Brad Keller. And like we said, we got legendary. USC, new USC head coach here with us, Brad Keller, former coach of both Micah and I. Uh, Gage was not able to join us today for the Brad Keller interview, but we have been so stoked. We've been, for months, have been asking to get him on. We've been sitting here for months, like I've been writing Micah, get Brad on, get Brad on. Finally, we had to hit up his technical coordinator to get him on the podcast. He doesn't even know his own schedule. When I'm, when I'm writing him, his technical coordinator is writing me. When he's available or not. She's like, yeah, he should be available this time. But he, he has he's, the he's the new Sprawl. He's the new Sprawl. That's right. He's, he's, that's right. I actually so, texted him and said, I, I finally understand what you go through now. I get it now. <laughs> head, head coach. Well, that's the first question I want to ask you. First of all, I, I feel like most people who know you really well know that you you interviewed for pretty much every job in the world out there. And I was like, time after time, like, why is he not getting that job? There's so, like, he's so much more overqualified than so many other candidates out there. How did it feel? Finally, when you got the call, who, who called, who's the, who's the current athletic director right now at USC? Mike Bone. Mike, Mike Bone. Bone. And he, up. I assume he's the one who called you, yeah? 
Yep. So Super Bowl what, Sunday, he called me up. Super Bowl. Was it that? What a day. What a yeah. day. And did you pick up? I, I picked up. I, I didn't know who it was. I picked up and it was, uh, hey, this is Mike Bowen. Let's talk right now. And I go, I'm on my way to John Sparrow's house because my 49ers are in the Super Bowl and we're going to win a Super Bowl, which we did not. No. We don't. We don't have to bring that up. We don't have to bring that up. Oh yeah, you're talking to the. <laughs> that was brutal. You're talking to the king. I. Of the I still Niners. to this day. I can't even bring that game up. But yeah. so for you, I mean, what what was that interview process? Was it any different than any other one? Did you have a good feeling? Like when you came out of that interview, were you pretty confident that you had it? No, I. I the funny part was is I have been through a lot of uh, job interviews. Um, I actually. John and I had this understanding. I didn't really go searching for jobs, but if someone called and was interested, then uh, we, I would go and, and go through the process. Um, I've been through a couple of them. I actually thought I was going to get the Oklahoma job. Um, and uh, I think Lindsay Walton got that job and she's doing, she's doing an unbelievable job there. I don't really know her, but I, everyone loves her and she's done a great job. But I left in the airport from that going, shoot, I'm going to, I'm going to get this job. Like I'm going to get this job. I have to make a decision. And then on Christmas Eve, 5 PM Christmas Eve, I got a phone call saying I didn't get the job. So that was a rough one. And yeah, then, they, uh, they are hitting you on some tough days. Tough days. They, they don't tough think days. about that. Yeah. Hey, listen, they're just trying to tough Christmas me up, Eve. Like a, you know, I'm a soft kid from Scotts Valley. So I know, but that's incredible. They're not where they're not with the family. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and I was in a bad mood the whole time. You can ask my mom and dad. They're like, oh, we, I'm we sure. To do with you. I've so, seen you in bad moods. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I've so, seen you in bad moods. Uh, it's, it's, when it, when it's a bad mood. It's a bad mood. Our, my, my current team has seen me in a bad mood once, and I, it scared them pretty good. It was, it was perfect. They kind of. They've been really good so far. As far that's as, what you uh, need to do, though. You need to you need oh, to yeah. kind of show show that one little dark side, that little Joker, and yeah. and then put it back in your back pocket. I've also kicked myself out of practice. I've been kicking people out of practice for missing assignments and stuff, and I actually <laughs> missed a coffee date with one of the kids. And so, in front of the team, I kicked myself out of practice and sat out in the the lobby. And like the, the team came out, like you can come back in. I'm like, no, you're missing the point. <laughs> what you don't understand is, is that by doing this, which is the right thing to do, it also gives me leverage. Now I can kick you out anytime. Like I can really get you to go on now. Right, so, right, right, right. But um, sure. But it's uh, to answer your question, Joe. Um, I didn't think I was going to get it, and, and partly because I've been to SC before. You know, I worked here at the my beginning of my career, and there's been a lot of change, and so I, I just didn't know who was interviewing besides me. I didn't, I didn't really know a whole lot and I didn't want to, I, I just want, I just went through the process and saying, this is who I am and this is what I'm about. And you know, you either take it or leave it. I, I was actually, I, I loved UCLA. I didn't want to leave UCLA. I wanted to be, you know, the next head coach down the road at UCLA. And I was happy to wait as long as it took. I loved UCLA, but this opportunity was just such a good one. And I love it here too. I mean, it's, they're very similar schools. I mean, it's very similar in a lot of ways. And so uh, I'm beyond blessed and happy. And I, I was shocked when I got offered it. I was on a recruiting trip wearing UCLA stuff. And I had to, I was at a convention center at Triple Crown and I was wrapping it up. And I went downstairs in one of those meeting rooms and got offered the job. And I don't think I said anything. I don't think I accepted it. I was a little shocked. And then, and, um, and then it was like a week process of kind of figuring it out. And then here we are. 
So, so when you're when you're making those type of decisions, I think every coach or anybody who has to make a decision like that usually has a a circle of people that they will reach out to or lean to. Who are those people? Like, is it are they your family or is it other coaches? That you, I'm sure I assume Sprawl is somebody that you reached out to. Like, yeah. in those when you're making those types of decisions, who are people that you usually lean on to help you make them? That's a great question. Uh, family for sure. My brother's actually really, really good at this. You know, he, he's an emergency medical doctor. So his world's a little bit more serious than ours. And, um, so he makes big decisions and he has to make them quick. And so he just said, here, here's what it is. And here's why you should do it. Spraw said, you've got to do this. Um, he, he was actually badgering me to do it almost like, what are you doing? Except now get going. Um, Sealy was great. Uh, Ken Shibuya was amazing. He's a good friend of mine. John Costi was a, a really good one for me. Um, and I usually, there's a lot of people I lean on. I didn't lean on as many this time. Um, because it's, 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 it, you both, both, you know, this, I've always wanted to be a head coach. I've always said that I've never shied away. So here it is put your money where your mouth is or not. Like, what are you doing? Are you going <laughs> sure. to do this or then you have nothing else to like, you can't. There's not a lot, it anymore. a yeah. lot of better so head coaching jobs out there. So, so it got to that point and it was just, yeah, I got to go. It got, got to go do it. Um, the funny, the funny, a funny story you'll like though is, um, so I'm at UCLA, uh, Mike Seeley knows, Spraw knows, my family knows, and Megan Pendergast knows, but no one else knows. And I said, don't, I didn't want John Hawks or anyone. I just didn't want anyone else to know at that moment in time until I figured out what was going on. It wasn't, it just because. So Spencer McLaughlin, he goes, hey man, come into my office real quick. I got something to uh, show you. And I go, okay. So I'm sitting in there and he goes, I got a great voice message for you. And he plays a voice message on it and he goes, hey, this is uh this is Mike Bone trying to reach Brad Keller about us uh, this full blown thing about offering me the job or we're after you and all this stuff. And then he, uh, he puts it on pause and he looks at me and he goes, so what's up, Brad? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, well, if you know, that means Hawks knows. That means a lot of people know. <laughs> what's goes. the number one, what's the number one thing you miss about UCLA? The number one. Oh, the people. The people, because you have to do it all over again. And the people here are great, but like it's all over again. But not as good. We're in the middle of COVID. You have to do it. But the people at UCLA was so much fun and recruiting you guys. Like it's a family. On the men's side, it's a real big family. Like I I was joking with, um, you know, Chris Hall and Paxson and those guys upstairs before coming down there. You know, I got to coach all those guys. So it's a family. We've been through a lot together. And, you know, it just, I miss that. I miss all of that. And we spent so much time there. I mean, you know, when you spend so much time building something or putting everything into it, it's, it's hard to leave that. Yeah. It's really hard to leave that. So. And yeah. you know, for, for you, it was all Mike and I were talking about before uh, you came on here. Is you were all, so you, for anybody who doesn't know, Brad coached us in 2014 and 2015 on the youth national team. Um, U19 for uh, Team USA. And there's something that you always said, like if when you always said, if I get a women's volleyball team, I'm going to make sure I instill the many parts of the men's game into it. And that always stuck with me. Like when I, whenever like I thought about you, I always, I, I always kind of that popped in my, my brain for some reason. And so I wanted to hear from you, like what is the biggest difference 
for you right now, jumping, like making that dramatic of a switch? I, kn- I know at UCLA, you went pretty much in one day, you went from pretty much the men's volleyball to the women's volleyball team. Yeah. But what is like the most dramatic change uh, that you've noticed in terms of your style of coaching? And then also uh, the system in which you are instilling at USC. So I'm going to write a book one day. That's a lie. I, I can't read or write, but I'm going to write a book one day and it's called the word can't. And when you go to the women's side, there's a lot of coaches that say the women can't do this or you can't do that. And it's, it's all crap. It's the same thing as it's, it's just a matter of, do you want to do it? How hard are you willing to train? Do you know how to train it? And are you willing to be patient enough to do it? And I am, so I'm going to do it. It may or may not work. I don't know. It's checking three or four years, but uh, we are doing the exact, the pot float system of uh, uh, Long Beach State along with the mid and the BIC. And so if it's a, a pot, we're running mid. And if it's a float, we're running BIC. And the the women on this team love it. They're getting pretty good at it. Um, the biggest difference is the windows of, of attacking the ball are different. You don't have like a Dane and Gima where it just hangs up there forever and you can just lob it up. So your windows are smaller. So I think a premium of recruiting is getting a really, really good setter on the women's side, more so than the guy side, I think. So that's a big difference. You have to be really, really good with a setter that understands what these systems are. Um, just like both of you and Josh, like the three of you would be, and Micah Christensen too, like just prime candidates of like understanding what these systems really do, when to use them and how to execute them in small windows. So that's, I think is one of the biggest changes. The other thing is, is uh, I always joke about this. They go, what's the biggest change between men's and women's? I go, the women come into my office and ask me how my day is going. <laughs> so whereas guys come in and go, what's up? Or they have some story or like, oh my goodness. Or like, oh, I don't want to go to class. Like the women come in and go, so how are you doing? Like, tell me about your brother or whatever it is. It's just a little bit different in that sense. <laughs> yeah, that's that some- makes a lot of sense. That's a- that's something that's unique. I feel like the relationship between coaches and players are so different. But first of all, I, I have to point out in Europe, the relationship between coaches and players are totally different. That was a <laughs> that was a that was. Uh, eye-opening experience <laughs> some of the stuff that i see that happens between coaches and players i'm like that just would not fly in the u.s but uh, uh in the u.s it's more so on like the men's and the women's side like the relation between coaches and stuff that i hear come out of some men's coaches i'm like probably can't be Ooh. said in a women's yep. practice gym there's yeah, a lot of men's true. coaches i'm like they could never they could never coach women's volleyball um i don't know so how like, your dad coaches women's volleyball yeah. Because he would he's be one tough. of those guys he where I'm like, tough. this guy should not be allowed to coach women. One hundred percent. Like, like if there was a restraining order for like Roger and women's volleyball, uh, there should be one because there are some great and see, Roger almost stories. the same with my dad. Uh, there's yeah. some great Roger stories out there. I, I was, I mean, first of all, for anyone out there, I always said, and I, I coached both of these these guys. I never got to coach Gage, but I I tried relentlessly to get you three and Jordan Ewart on the same team together. I thought that was the dream team of personality, ball control, like the whole thing. I thought that that was that was going to be it, you know. Um, and obviously, it didn't happen. But I really wanted it to because not only were you guys all ball, you guys are all ballers, but 
you guys are characters and you have a great time and you are truly passionate about this and you're, you're, you're connectors, you're people that it's not hard to talk to Joe. It's not hard. It's really not hard to talk to Gage. It's really not hard to talk to Micah. Like, like if, if anyone comes in and goes, I don't know, like it's hard to get to know Micah. I go, that's a you thing. Like that's a story. That is now your issue and you need to go see or get well, help. Joe always said that Joe says when he's a coach, he's going to put like a super high premium on keeping players together from their yes. club years. Like, I know, Joe, you always talk about that. Maybe yeah. you could bring that up. I would love to hear more because I think Brad is a master recruiter. I think it's one of the you, things that I've, he's incredibly I've, good on at. On the recruiting so wanna, side, Brad. I want to hear his take too. I, I have a really quick question that can add on to what Micah just asked you. Um, <coughs> first of all, I 100% agree with Micah. Brad is like was at the time, I don't know how he is on the women's side. I assume he's at the top as well. But on the men's side, he was hands down the best recruiter in the game. Like, just how how he speaks to you and stuff. He, you just like it's so hard to say no <laughs> after he speaks to you. Um, you did. I did. I that. Yeah, you're well, like, no, I'm not doing this. I, I have. Know. Yeah. You said. Well, you said. You just said that you wanted to see myself, my brother, Micah, mm-hmm. and Jordan Ewer on the same team. How? How would you have? I I don't know how how would you imagine that happening because you have. I, I would have run a six-two with you guys. No you guys way would you have and hit. There's no, no I would way. I would have hit left. I would have hit maybe, left. Maybe maybe you go. Maybe you move Micah to left. You can do that. But, yeah, yeah, for sure. But you but think about it. You want gauge passing right, and yeah. you want you guys touching the second ball at all times. No matter what, one of the two of you is touching the second ball. Like you just that's how it works. And then you and what happens is when those two things occur, you win a lot. There's a lot of winning that goes on. So like that was the whole thing. It was trying to figure out kind of how it was going to go or, you know, I forgot how we pitched it, but it was like, Micah, you can set and Joe, you come in and start with the libero, but like, Joe, if you want to set, you, there's, we'll get Gage in here. He's going to be like, Gage doesn't get the hit. Sorry, Gage. Love <laughs> you are the libero, but you know, and then from there it was like kind of, and, and shoot, it was Hagen Smith and Micah did the six, two and it worked pretty well. So I'm not a. I'm not about the whole like you got to be six nine to win. You got to be good. You know, yeah. you got to be. That's good. the thing, Joe. I've never thought about that until Brad just brought this up. A six. But if you would have went to UCLA, <laughs> you would have I... been the setter. <laughs> like, <laughs> think about how many changes I went through. Like all the yeah. different positions, uh, we would have easily 100% have ended up with you setting and me playing outside. That's right. actually I've never thought yeah. about that. Brad, I have I have to let you in on something. The uh... <laughs> oh boy, no no no. After, this, so, where's this going? So yeah, I, I don't know. This is gonna be great. So so Mike so Micah was at the national our national championship Hawaii Long Beach his senior year. He comes to dinner afterwards, and we were just sitting around a table after just talking about like, bro, we should have. We didn't say like specifically where. We're just like, but me, Gage, and Micah, are like we should have just freaking went to the same school. We would have had. Yeah. We felt we felt that we freaking we would have had one if not more national championships if we went no to, doubt it was we were just sitting there like just kicking ourselves like frick we should have went to the same school it was uh it was one of those things where um because you had the three at Long Beach you know mm-hmm. so obviously and, and that was it but everyone else had like two so it was Micah and Kofi and then like Arnitz when they had that show you know, like there was you had like your groups groupings but you didn't quite have the three all the way through. Yeah. And it would have been like all the way through for you guys. 
Um, and, and plus, just like anything, Long Beach, um, U, UCLA, and and Hawaii are going to be able to get other really good players in there mm-hmm. because it's not as expensive to go there as like it is USC or Pepperdine or something else. So you're going to get someone else that can get in there and help. But it was it was it, in order to stop the giant of what Long Beach was, it, it, you needed three, you know, and you, and you still do. I still think that's it. When you look at it, it's like the same thing with like the Golden State Warriors when they were winning with like basketball. But now you have it's about two. Everyone's got two. So right now the Lakers have the best two, let's say maybe. So it's you know, but if you get three and one of them's a setter, you're gonna you, you need to have a pin, a big time yeah. pin, and you have a big time setter, and then the third guy needs to be I don't know, they can be a couple different things. But that's what you yeah. need and you're gonna challenge for the championships. And I think more than anything, what what came up a lot in our conversation at that dinner table was just the emphasis on, on the culture aspect yeah. and like being on the same page and like all those kinds of things it, were standing out a lot more than the like skill. Like we thought we could do it because we had, if we had like us around each other, we could promote the culture and we'd get people in there yeah. and we'd get people on the same page and, all of that would kind of lead itself in the right direction. And Brad saw like we thought we were, yeah, for Yeah. That's what he brought up was that we would try and connect people and, and that kind of stuff, which is interesting because, um, not a lot of people recruit like based on personality, like as, as the, at the forefront, which I think it should be at the forefront. I think you can like, I think if you, I think if you're a good coach, you can develop players, but like that, that personality, that culture, like, man, is it the most important thing by far? By um, far. It's not and even I know close. Butler talked about that in something that I listened to. And they were like, we don't get good players, but we, like, are super specific. Like, we get only people, like, like personality-wise that match Butler. And that's why we've been super uh, successful. And I'm like, that's what I would do 100%. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, I do that now. So, uh, we have uh... – we're going to probably have the uh, one of the top, if not the top recruiting class in 22. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that or not, but it's really good. <laughs> we, got, we got some exclusive on here. Honestly, yeah. some, we got exclusive. Um, well, exclusive it got ranked. That's why it, it got ranked number one. So um, it's not even me. It's other people that said it. But And people go, oh, you got these really good volleyball players. And I go, yeah, but you're missing the boat. You know, like – I have a kid who's basically Mike. I, I, I tell her she's Mike Ma'a 2.0. Like she can, she can hit, she can set, she can, and she's a connector. Like the whole world loves her. And then we've got, you know, like a, a Jake Arnitz type of an arm. Who's also a connector. You know, she's, and then we've got a lot. And then we got a ball control person. Who's a lot like, like Joe who walks in there and has his presence and like this standard. And so, and then we have some other kids on that team that are like unbelievable personalities. And so we're done recruiting and we're still getting on zooms together and playing like among us, the, 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 those little games. There's a game. Called great. Oh my gosh. Among us. So I play with my friends. It's so much fun. Incredible. It's such Incredible a great game. game. Among us and sponsor so, us. Among us sponsor yeah. us. Dude, that is the greatest. It's like a combination of mafia and clue. It's great. So good. So good. Uh, so, uh, but so yeah, we're, we're connecting right now and we're, we're building that, that culture. And all I talk about with, my current team and with my recruits is this is going to be about relationships, grit, and gratitude. Those are the three things we're going to be working on. 
and we're gonna we're gonna go deep dives into it and we're gonna get vulnerable and we're gonna be able to have the conversation that's hard and call it hard for adults to have like hey that's we're doing it right now we, we we have a player that screwed up and so one of my other players is gonna go have a conversation and it I, maybe might might go south who knows but we gotta learn <laughs> and go grow through that we have to go through that stuff and so instead of telling somebody hey you need to you can reframe it like we need you you got to do this we need you here yeah we love you we care about you but we need you to do this and so we're uh we're big on this part about personalities and relationships and everything i mean no i mean it's easy to find a good volleyball player it's easy real easy and that's the other thing about club is you don't have to have great relationships in club because you can't out talent the majority of teams in club or high school yeah that brings up a, a, a question I have. We've talked about this before, but how in the recruiting process do you get to know somebody's real personality when the, obviously the name of the game, if you're a recruit, is to put on your best face? And if you're parents and you're asking like the parents, they're going to be like, oh, our kid's amazing and super nice down to earth. And they're going to say all the right things. And obviously the recruiter is going to say all the right things. How can you kind of pick through the weeds and realize like, wow, this person actually is what I think they are and this person might not be. As And another question is, because when you were talking, I was like, is it easier for the girls to get more vulnerable and have those harder conversations or is it easier for the guys to have it and what's that kind of like? They're both the same. People will never say that, but they are. Kids are kids. And in volleyball, there's, there's not really bad people in volleyball for the most part. You know, a lot of them have good families and good lives and they're privileged or they're, they're not going through a lot of some of the other worldly issues. So that's where the entitlement and some of those other things come into play that we battle. So being able to get good people is, is pretty easy. Get them, getting them to open up and let their guard down is very difficult. I'm still navigating through that. I think it's the most important part of this. Um, recruiting. I've made a lot of mistakes, you know, I, I've, I've, where kids aren't exactly what I thought they were, you know, but you learn from those as you go through it. Um, David Hunt says this, uh, I've said this too. I really like this analogy is when you watch somebody play, pay attention to the eight seconds after something goes wrong, watch them. They're going to tell you everything you need to know. And especially in a tight situation and it's a teammate that's not as good as them. And you can tell that it's a dumb error by a player. That's like, dude, come on. And then watch the player. You really are trying to go get, how are they reacting to that? You know, and you're going to see a lot. You're going to see a lot of who they are. And then from there, you have to make decisions. You know, it's, it's okay to have one punk in the gym, but you can't have two. You know, it's, you can have one guy that's, you can have one Draymond Green, but you can't have two of them, you know? And so, but Draymond Green's important. You know, he's yeah. Dennis Rodman, baby. Yeah, that's right. So it's, it's important to have those, those types of players, too, to have a blend. You don't want everyone to be all so nice and warm and fuzzy and, no, 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 you go. You know, you got to have people that are going to get in there and go, no, let's get going. Um, so I, I think uh, a lot of what we do with recruiting is trying to really dig deep. I do a lot of homework on both of you. Uh, Joe, you, you, I don't even know if you know this. I was, I think, I believe you engaged like 11, 12, 13. I don't know how young you were, but you were in Santa Cruz playing a beach tournament. Your dad was coaching you. You were playing up in an A or whatever. I was up on the railing. I think I was still at USC. So I didn't know who you were. 
but your dad's coaching you and you guys can't even hit the ball over the net, but you're digging and you're just digging it and shoveling it back and digging <laughs> it. And you guys just aren't tall enough to hit against these guys, but you're beating them or you're lasting them. You're making their lives miserable. And you're wearing the same blue shorts together. Cause you're all your team Worsley, yeah. like you're all in. Yeah. And I'm like, those, are th- who are these kids? And you guys were like, you guys just moved to, to Northern California, I think. So that, I think that's we- like back in 2000 nine or eight or I don't know what tens something like that so me and Tui actually played Joe and Gage in a beach tournament when I was like 10 years old and we were on our way home from nationals and um Tui's mom was like hey let's stop in California and play in a, a beach tournament you guys can play and like we'll just have fun and so me and, and me and Tui don't really play beach we play baby court sometimes and we get out there and these two tiny kids which they're actually like <laughs> kind of my size-ish two is obviously huge no at that time we were so small we were yeah, really, really small. small you were really, really small. small really small <laughs> really small and they have their glasses on same board shorts a yeah. tent their dad's underneath it and i don't know them at all obviously and i'm like dang these guys got the setup over here and we play them in the semis obviously every team the whole tournament serves me every single ball because two looks like a man so you're not, you, you, you don't need to, you don't need to think twice about like, don't put the ball to that guy. <laughs> and I'll, and I beg Tui every time we play together, I'm like, dude, please option. And I'll pass for an option every time. And he'll, and he'll fake option and set me and he's, and he laughs at me the whole time. He doesn't even, he doesn't even care. It could be game point. And I'm like, dude, I'm exhausted. Please hit it. And he's like, nope, nope. I'm setting you, you better be ready. Anyways, so, um, so we play them and after they're like, oh, are you guys going to Stanford camp? And we're like, Stanford camp? Like, we've never been to a camp. And what are you talking about? And they're, I remember these guys are just so bought in. Like, they had these hats and, like, would go. And their dad's like, get in the shade. And, like, we're in cr- yep. <laughs> best defense I've ever seen in my life to this day. They stomped us. Haircut, everything. Yeah, they stomped us. You and Tui, they were just bouncing balls on us. And we're just, like, trying no, to dig them. We're standing there trying bouncing. to dig them. Dude, you were ba- like for fourteens for or whatever age you're playing, dude. You were bouncing balls. We were just oh trying to dig God. them. We couldn't block. <laughs> we couldn't block. Yeah, you so. couldn't block. You, you couldn't yeah. block. You're, you're you're digging everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah for back sure. over. I have. Uh, so when I was trying to recruit you guys, um, I took John Spraw up. Uh, Joe remembers this, and and goes goes up. We go up to NorCal to go to the the practice, and. Great story. And, uh, Gage has to hit because there's all these injuries or something going on. And they practice in this shoebox of a gym, which actually really helps how they play. Because if you hit the ball high, it hits the ceiling and comes down. I actually talked about it a while ago on another actually another podcast or something. But the environment helps dictate how you play. And they got really good at ball control, kind of similar to the baby court in a way. And uh, so I, and, and Roger's really intense and John Spraw is intense, but he's kind of a laid back guy and John's never met Roger yet. So we're walking in there, we have our Starbucks, Spraw's all stoked. You know, I'm like, Hey, listen, just to, just to prep you, it's going to be different. Like it's going to be more old school style of coaching, like tough. And John's like, Oh, that's no big deal. So we're staying in the back and Jordan, you were like crapping himself. I think he says, he's so nervous. You know, John Spraw's here. You know, and Brad's here, but that doesn't matter. John's Spraw's here. And Joe's being Joe, and Gage is Gage is being Gage. Like, Gage walks around and is aloof and just kind of screws around and then starts naming random cheeses or something like that. He, like, names cheese. 
randomly, <laughs> like Gouda or something. Like he just does random stuff. And so we're watching this practice, and then the drill is you have to side out, and then Roger hits a ball afterwards, like and just it's a trans ball. And Roger's being rough with with the group, like he's being tough. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Joe, I think Jordan shanks this ball to the left, and Joe runs past his past Roger, brings it back, they send it over, and you start to like you're tired, so you start to walk past Roger, and Roger doesn't see you, so he tosses the ball up and he hammers it <laughs> off the back of your head. <laughs> Like, and, and John Sproul was like, oh, like, you know, it's like, ooh, you know, it's like, it's that moment where you kind of go, oh, 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 and you turn around and the look on your face is like, like someone kicked your dog or something like, hey, uh, like, and Roger's staring at you, like, he's taller than you, staring at you like this, and he goes, get out of the way, and he goes, oh, and he goes starts getting on his phone, because he's like, I'm like, I, I'm like, I told you, man. <laughs> It's different. <laughs> oh my! It's awesome. First time that I was, practiced that was in there. Intro to Roger. That was that was the intro. Oh my! That was great. First time I practiced in there, they do this thing called. Uh, is it called chaos? No, it's called scramble. Scramble, mm. and you can tell by the damn name of the. Uh, maybe you've heard this before. You've probably seen it, um, but for the people listening, uh, so this place is tiny. Like there's not enough room to serve on both. Like there's no place. There's yeah. no space. Yeah. Low ceilings. The whole and, thing. Literally, they come up with the worst drill you could ever come up with in a small gym. And that is that we're not going to shag any ball, but we're going to keep playing until we run out of balls in the ball cart. And I'm like, these guys are absolutely nuts. Like, a ball would be rolling under my feet. I'm like kicking it out of the way. It's, and it's, it's not going off the court because there's only one court. So it's going to bounce off a wall and come back to hit somebody else. And we literally, there's ball, there's like ten balls on the court, and Rogers just hammering, and you you turn around and you're playing balls like left balls <laughs> no. off the. I'm like, this is this is really what you guys are doing right now, and I came from a style of training that was literally the slowest style of training in yeah. all of America, um, <laughs> pass free balls for an hour and a half, and then call it a call it a great practice. So it was right. it was definitely a change of pace for sure. Yeah. But um, me and Joe wanted to start bringing up some. I yeah, some there's more two light. there's two more topics that we want to. Have. I think Micah kind of yeah. has an idea. Uh, I'll start I'll start on the first one. We'll ease into the last one. Um, <laughs> so Micah and I, like we said, uh, Brad coached us when we went to World Championships in 2015 down in Argentina, and there was an event that happened. Me and Micah <laughs> overslept what was supposed to be a practice. And we, we told this story on the podcast before um, of exactly what happened. And we, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, there were some punishments that were dealt to us. And, and it kind of, we were told it was from the team. We found out later it was one, from one individual. Um, and I, we wanted to hear from, Ken Shibuya was our head coach. And Mike and I were talking before, like, we never really found out what happened, like, behind the scenes. Like, what happened in the meeting that we weren't in and also what Ken said about us. It, so we wanted to, we wanted to ask you what was said yeah. that we were that that we're not because we literally have no idea what happened in the meeting what happened between the coaches we just kind of know what the final result was yeah. so we wanted to hear from you if you're able <laughs> if you're able to if you're able to tell, tell us yeah no I have no problem putting myself can the whole squad on blast it's more fun that way remember though I was late getting down to Argentina because I had to run a camp so That's I almost right. didn't make it. And I didn't sleep. So I get on a flight 
So I hate flying. I fly from LA to uh, Florida and then I get off and I'm looking at when my next flight and I turn around, it's the same airplane that's going to go down to, to Argentina. And that rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, don't, don't we, can we get like a fresh plane? Like I don't, <laughs> and I don't like traveling and flying. So then I get on my, I get in my seat and my seat falls back and my TV doesn't work. And so the, the, the flight attendant is saying, sir, you need to like move your seat back up. I go, listen, and it got to the point where I'm like, listen, I'm trying, I can't do it. And the guy, you got off the plane and they're like, all right, hop back on. Let's head down to Argentina. I land in Buenos Aires and you have to go to another airport across town, but it's traffic and I don't have enough time. So I get there and the line is, I don't speak Spanish. And in, and in Argentina, they don't speak English. It's not like a translation that you're, if you're screwed. So I'm sitting there and there's only one flight to Resistancia, which is where we played. I haven't slept. I'm stressed. And the line's too long. Finally, a guy comes up, realizes that I've got to go. He gets me to the front of the line. Long, uh, there's no way I'm making this flight, but they get me to the front. They, they walk me through security. They stopped the plane. The plane pulled away from the gate. They pulled back and reopened the gate for me. Which I never, I didn't think that was legal, but I'm, I don't, I'm like, whatever. Wasn't that plane really small? Was yours really small? Ours well, was, we well, thought we were going to die. Yeah. We were in a lightning storm. Yeah. And we're oh, shaking yeah. like crazy. And the lights are flickering. And we're like, this is it. We're going down this in resistance. It's over. It's been <laughs> this great. This is it. This is it. And so I get back on and I'm the idiot wearing USA gear. So like everyone on the flight is like, oh, the, the, the American. Oh, here we, for you. Come on, sit down, Prince America. Come on down. So I get there and I, I'm exhausted, you know, and I go right in and I see you guys get on the bus to go play. I think we're playing Turkey, right? The first match. And they had two guys that are just bombers. I mean, like six, eight outside, just going OT and like, and TJ and Kyle aren't allowed to play. They got in trouble. So I get in, I drop off. I go, I need coffee. Birch and uh, Chris Burzins were panicking. They're like, oh my God everything's falling apart. And I'm like, I just got here. Can I get some coffee? Jordan, you were like, dude, man, we're so screwed. Like, Ken's like, yeah, we have some issues. We'll figure it out. So TJ can't, doesn't get to play. He got in trouble. Forgot why Kyle can't play. So it's Wexter and it's Jordan. And I think it's, it's Noah Dyer. Yeah. Maybe. And uh, we go yeah. five, we go five and we win. and we shouldn't have won by the way, they blew it in the fifth set, but we win. And so then I'm at the end, I'm like, can someone get me some goddamn coffee? I'm exhausted and everything's wrong, I guess. And you could feel it amongst the team because there's like, you guys kind of liked each other, but there was some, there was some ego stuff with there. Yeah. There was some stuff with that team. That was, a, yeah. that was a personality type team. Mine is George Human. The only <laughs> one that didn't have personality. And, and so, and so all of a sudden then you guys are late or something. And so Ken Shibuya says, we're going to, bring it up to the team and the team decides goes and meets and we're not in this meeting they say that you can't what was the punishment it was you had, oh you had to carry the lunches or something All no the there was a, there was a had the most ridiculous punishment there was yeah, it was the issue with with it for us was that everybody else had continuously been late for breakfast <laughs> i know i know and that's where we were like discussion amongst the coaches and shibuya who's one of my <laughs> dearest friends shibuya looked at me and goes hey man shut up and do your job. Like, all right, sounds good. Like, that's, that's great. <laughs> Makes it easy on me. <laughs> but uh, we had to wash, wash the jerseys. 
Oh, that's uh, right. Which was we interesting because there was already <clears throat> there was already a washing service, and yeah. we have no laundry machine, <laughs> washer, or dryer. So yeah. I don't know if you heard how we washed them. No, I don't. Well, in uh, your sink. No. We threw them in the bathtub. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we took all of the lotion. bars of soap, lotion, yeah, right. shampoo, conditioner, <laughs> emptied them all out in there. Toothpaste. We put toothpaste in to- there, dude. We were putting anything Mouth that could wash. clean anything. Because <laughs> nobody gave us anything to clean this with. We're like, okay, here we go. Let's give it our best shot. So, so we had to do the, that, what? wake everybody up. Carry oh, the bag. Yeah, I remember all that stuff. We had 45 all that minutes stuff. early to everything. So we had to wake him up and be early. So we we're waking people oh, up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that was fun, though. That, that is, became uh, fun. That's some, that's some really bad coaching there by us. <laughs> that's really bad. Co- the good news is for everybody out there is we finished the highest USA volleyball has ever finished <laughs> in that tournament. <laughs> Even though we should have finished way better. Yeah. Instead of what? I think we should have finished way better, though. Yeah. I, I do, too. I think – I think Russia was really, really gnarly. They were super good. And I was a bad, like Argentina made it to the finals. And I was like, that's, I mean, I guess they dug the ball, but they weren't spectacular. Like yeah. that was not. Yeah. So we were on the wrong side of the bracket. And uh, I remember we beat like Mexico. We get the bit or like, we're going in the final. And so we go across town. So it's me, Berzin, and Berzin. We go across town to scout Serbia. I think or it's Rado's team versus uh russia bulgaria 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 russia. thank you so bulgaria versus russia and he's the only guy on the team like they're setting him every ball <laughs> and he's just getting housed by the the six eight middle and the seven foot two outside hitter from russia who's just going t to t over the top and i'm just i i, I walk in first and burzins is like a, a little puppy dog he's really excited he's like oh my god it's gonna be so cool we're, we're so good and Birch is like, yeah, I think we're good. And then I, I see this arm go above everybody else and hit the ball straight down. And I turn around and look, and I go, well, it's been great. We ain't getting first. <laughs> I feel like we could have had those guys. Could have. But I always feel like it, that. Man. So that's kind of. The dra- we there was really so did. much drama going on with the team, like well, you yeah, said about that. My, just... yeah, at that point, I mean, it was that, so much. That was the first game after the punishment. Yeah. And uh, my dad had reached out to me and was like, hey, how are you doing? Like, dude, we got we got in trouble. We have to do all this stuff. <laughs> and I told you this before. I've told – maybe I haven't told Joe. But my dad watched every game up until that point, and that game he didn't watch. Well, I asked him after. I'm like, did you watch? He's like, no, I didn't watch. You guys lost, right? You guys lost. I was like, I was like right. yeah. And he's like, yeah, I knew you'd lost when you talked to you this morning. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. He's like, yeah, you guys are you – guys It's are about – he's about connecting. It's so hard. And, you know, you had – Again, like I, I actually I love all the guys on that team. I mean, they're all great. They're just they're just so unique. That was a yeah. very unique collection of personalities that yeah, were all, for all sure. talented too. By the way, very very for different sure. all the way through. I mean, just a month before, like literally our club team and like half the guys from one or yeah. from one club team like would not even like really talk to the guys on the other club yeah. team. Like, it's, and then you just throw them together on the same team. And it's just like it's just so totally yeah, like you said, it's very unique. We're, we have what? Yeah, we well, we, we should have beat Russia, and then we lost to Brazil. And we should have we should have yeah. beaten them in three. We lost to them in five or something yeah. like that. But that's when it was yeah. falling apart. Then we beat China because China's that was the last match, China, and they yeah. weren't very good. So like we won that one, but we we blew it with Russia and with uh, with Brazil. Brazil was not very good that year. They had the one outside right. hitter and the lefty opposite, and that was it. Right. You know, and so it was just 
and we had spent a long time training in we talk about this, me and Joe, but that's like the longest training camp ever for a USA ever for team. for any USA team. But we were there yeah. for a month or a month and a half. A month maybe? in Iowa, freaking Iowa for a month. Micah, but, te- Micah, tell about our ice, all the ice baths we were doing in Iowa. Yeah, so <laughs> we, they made us do ice baths. And yep. um, me, Joe, Josh Tuninga, and I think one other person, we're not doing ice baths. Like, there's no shot. I, 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 I had never been in the cold. <laughs> Josh, Josh is, Josh. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Like, I don't do below 80. Mm-hmm. So, um, we would stay and get extra extra reps for hours. <laughs> we would yep. stay in there for like three hours just to show up at the ice bath, and and like some random guys there like putting all this stuff away. I went, oh, like, just <laughs> missed it. He's like, oh, sorry guys. Like, maybe come back tomorrow. I just dumped all the ice out. We're like, ah, don't worry. We'd see him oh, every good, day, man. every day, every day. And he's like, what are you guys doing in there for so long? Like, uh, the rest of the team's already gone. But and the food was, was good terrible times. there. Food was so bad. I loved the food. I thought it was, Iowa was a great time. Ice cream. It was all about ice cream. It, it was I thought it was a great. I thought it was a great time. Yeah, and, and remember we had to go. We went and watched that movie Minions. That was my choice. I thought Minions would be. Bro, it was in Spanish. That was terrible. That it was, was in. Brutal. It was not in English. I know. I don't know where but, you found that, but in Iowa I, you happened to find a Spanish movie, oh which my. is pretty that was unbelievable. Pretty pretty next level. All right, it there's, was unbelievable. there's one last thing we got to hit, and then we're gonna let you go, Coach. Because you probably we imagine since you guys are playing, so you have a, probably stuff yeah. to do. Um, Time, thank you for. Before even like, thank you for oh, your yeah. time Dude, is valuable. Is, so I couldn't wait for this. I miss you guys so much. You guys, uh, I mean, it's I talk about you guys, and if you don't believe me, ask my team. I mean, I talk about you guys and stories that you went through, mm-hmm. and just if anyone out there, these these were these were them. These were the guys that that are are the biggest winners because they've had to fight through a lot. I mean, you, you make a choice. You either want this or you don't. Yeah. And so you guys have always wanted this, and so. And you did it, and you're not the six foot eight guys. That's even a better story. You're you're, you're the you're not the six foot eight guys, but you're the better volleyball players, and everyone loves you guys. There's not one yeah. person that dislikes you guys. So yeah, thank you, coach. This is it's, thank you. It's the biggest no brainer ever, and I'm always around. And if you guys ever need anything, I don't think I can ever help you, but if you ever need anything, I'm here. And when you're done playing, yeah, you're gonna get a phone call from me. Hey, what about your coaching career? Let's talk about your coaching <laughs> Joe's, career. Joe's already doing it, basically. Oh, it's. Uh, Right, what one last thing, we, Coach? First of all, that we have super high regards for you too. Like we talk about y'all. My family talks about you. We love um, everything you're about. So thank you for that. Appreciate it. And la- we have to ask about your social media because my my thing is like you just brought up coaches. Coaches all the time. Like I see coaches who are single and aren't married and stuff, and like <laughs> like biz business people. Like Brad they, gets talked to when, about this so much. When they're off, when business people like get off work, they go to the bar. They get on like dating apps and stuff. But I feel like for coaches, you can't like I don't know. Are there any coaches who are on like Tinder or uh, other dating apps or go to bars? Because I've I have a feeling that you guys would be really nervous to go run into players or something like on any at any of those places. Uh, we we do. I first of all, I, I was on Bumble and Tinder at some point. A lot of coaches were, almost all of them are. We're, we're human, so we all do dating. We all go to bars. We all figure out. We are. A lot of us are pretty good at dialogue, or at least we think we're good at dialogue, even though it probably you crash and burn pretty bad. But we're we're not afraid to talk to people, so we do do the normal things. We are very strategic, though. 
So like, I will never go down to the six man tournament. (laughs) One of the best things of all time, but I don't, I will never, I can't do that. You know, I, I just, I don't want to see what's down there. I don't want want a player coming up to me and talking to me. I just, you have to like separate it. And in order to survive in the coaching world, you have to be very, very careful about what, what, what you do both on and off the court. And um, it's our job to protect you guys when you go through it because it's the biggest transition of your life. It's childhood to adulthood without your parents. Besides crawling into walking, it's the biggest transition. So we have to be, I think John would say that all the time, but like it's a big deal and we have to hold that and stay true to that. And, and so if you're into this, if you're a coach, you can't be a jackwad off the courts and then not be one on. You have to live true to what your values are. And I hope that I do that. We're all human. We all make errors but i hope that we do that and we do it right and we are leaders and we i mean it's a lot and so you either choose to do this or you don't but for dating it's hard now i mean covid makes it really tough and i don't really want a pen pal it's not what i'm into i mean (laughs) if i'm gonna date like the date i don't want to be in like a pen pal and write letters right now that's not what i want to do so what's your worst uh, date you've ever had worst date Ooh. worst date a lot of bad ones um, I've walked out on a date before where she just was so bad and I just, I paid the bill. I'll always pay the bill. I paid the bill and I looked at her and I said, uh, I'm done. And usually you try to, I'm done. Nice. You, said, I'm done. Right? You, know, you just, you try to make it through, but this was so obnoxious and bad. I just looked at her and I said, this, there's, there's no shot at this. And I, want you to know I like you. So you need to oh know that up front. And then I paid the bill and I left. Wow. Wow. She yelled at me. There was a lot of swear words on her. That's as good as it. That's as bad as it gets. So, but, um, been a lot of good dates too. I mean, shoot, it's, it's hard. It's hard to date. You know, it's, it's hard to date. Especially in your position, like USC head coach. Like, I mean, you get recognized by so many people, like in a lot of, in any kind of like volleyball city, I would say like you, you'll be recognized at most places. If there's like a big event going on, like a big volleyball event going on. I would imagine that most people recognize yeah. so you kind of have to be careful with that. Because but. of school. I mean, at the end of the day, the biggest, the biggest thing that I learned, it was humbling was two days after my, I got the job, I jumped in the golf cart to drive across campus and five random students that had nothing to do with volleyball. Hey, Coach Keller, we're so happy you're here. We're coming to all your games. <laughs> Hope you hire a great staff. And I, I, I was like, uh, you just realize that people actually do know who you wow. are. Yeah. And that was the first time ever that that's happened, you know, to me. It doesn't happen to volleyball players. It doesn't happen to volleyball players. Unless you're in Argentina and you're you guys and you guys are handing out pins to, and people are just taking photos and like. That's true. Argentina was really crazy like that. Yeah. I have. That's probably the craziest it's ever been. About George Human. Poor George. I love George. But George is like this seven foot two guy that he doesn't show much emotion. He's just, he's even keel. And it's his first year there. And so he's taking pictures with these the girls. Like there's like there's like a mob of young kids. And so I have to take the photo. And he's like, he's he's like this. He's like, he's like, he's like hunched over. And he's just like <laughs> snarling. I go, dude, George, smile. So he goes from this to this. He's like, <laughs> and I was like, ah, never mind, man. Go back to what you're doing. You're doing great. <laughs> George, last story. George, I I don't remember what, where we were or what we were doing, but he is serving 
And I think he had a good service run or something. And it was in practice, and the coach goes like, um, goes like, George, this is match point. Game ball, match point. He's trying to put a lot of pressure on him. And George is like, obviously, if you guys know George, if you don't, he's completely stoic. He's just like this. And he tosses it, spatches it, and then shrugs. <laughs> and, and everyone's like, what in the world? Dude, this guy's crazy. Oh, what a, oh just, what a he is a character. Keel, no, nothing right. bothers that guy. Just I haven't talked to him forever, but he's just mellow, George. Yeah, he was my yeah. roommate in Chicago. Yeah, just he, that last. He's summer. in Belgium right now. He hasn't cut his hair in like two years. It looks like, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's playing in Belgium. Oh. But coach, like I said, we know we know you're busy. We first of all, thank you to your assistant. Uh, thank Virgi- you, Coach. Virginia, for thank you, Virginia. Yeah, for for opening this up in uh, Brad's day today. Um, no it's awesome. Gage, unfortunately, wasn't able to make it today, but he will be on uh, on future podcasts. We'll have to make sure that we bring you on in the future. Best of luck. When, when, when do you guys start playing? So we started practicing today, as far as reporting back. Ooh. I can try to. And COVID dictates everything, so it's super up and down, and who knows how it's going to go and. I just keep telling everybody you're not getting filet mignon, you're getting rump roast. So get ready, grab your packets of ketchup or A1 steak sauce or whatever. But, you know, it's it's just not going to be the way you think it is. Giddy up. Um, and, then, yep. and the other thing is uh, we play uh, – right now we're scheduled to play Stanford, the defending national champions here on the 22nd. And the Confidence 20- builder. So, <laughs> Confidence. Yeah, nice. Hey, listen, we're just going to get right into it. So, and, uh, you know, Kevin Hamley's done a phenomenal job up there and – you know, he's, he's got a great culture going. And so, but we just, honestly, we just want to play. You know, we want some freedom yeah. away from what's going on. It's really tough out there. And so if you just get an escape for like five, 10 minutes to an hour to two hours, and you get to sweat and work out and be a human a little bit, you just, yeah, it just, you got to be thankful for it until we get through this. For sure. Uh, all right, everybody. Our absolute favorite coach on in women's volleyball. It's not even close. Men's volleyball. Well, I, you're not on men's volleyball anymore, so I can't say that. But there's no one better. There's no one better. There's no better recruiter. There's no better person. Coach, thank you very much for joining us, and we look forward thank to having you, so you back. Much, Brad. We look forward to having you Love back you soon. Take Good care. Love you guys. Sure. Appreciate Love you both, you, man. and everyone should follow you. You guys are the real deal. People <laughs> in volleyball. Appreciate it. Later. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that. Again, Brad Keller, we show you why he's in our lives, even after he coached us. Just an absolute, a good guy, a friend, and a funny guy. Someone to kind of keep you entertained in life. Again, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, although I wasn't be able to join you guys, it was awesome getting to hear what he had to say. Uh, Joe, rapid fire questions here. Yeah, we tell everybody always that we're going to hit all of their questions, and we try to get to most of them. And today, we have so many, and it's so awesome. We have people write us all the time now. So continue writing these uh, advice questions in because we love we, – we started off getting a lot of questions about relationships and stuff, and I realized that we've slowed – that's slowed down. We, we don't get any about those. People probably just <laughs> – people uh, don't take us seriously. Arguments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't give the best advice on relationships. But we'll yeah, still we, I feel like we do. We get a we get a different. There's different advice from all of us, really. All right. That's well, a good here we, point. Hey, we're going rapid fire. I'm I'm literally saying five to ten seconds each question, and you got to answer either talk fast 
or give a short answer. Okay. Micah, you go first on all of them. Okay. Okay. Brandon oh, Huang. Ent- all- okay. Okay. <laughs> Brandon Brandon Huang. I'd like to hear your guys' view on how to be a leader on the team or someone the team can count on or to look up to. Work hard, be a good person, and perform. Performs huge. Performs huge, yeah. Uh, yeah, lead by example and talk nicely, carry a big stick. Hey, there we go, Gage. Big time advice. All right, I would like to know your guys' recruiting process, including Micah, Micah and Gage. I assume they're just talking to everybody. I know Gage talked about his, so I'm wondering if you guys had funny recruiting stories. I do have funny recruiting stories a lot, but it's going to take more than 10 seconds, so what should I do? We'll, we'll do recruiting stories on another podcast. We'll, we'll say that. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna, to handle, gonna, gonna handle this on another, on another occasion. But We also um, dropped a clip. Yeah, I had some that. good ones. Yeah, we, yeah. Also, we also dropped a clip of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy, Look back at our previous Andy, videos. have you been paying attention, Andy? Andy. <laughs> Andy, we covered this already. <laughs> uh, AJ Alex Alejandro asks, what music are you guys bumping pregame practice and what music after? Morning practice, slow jams, because people try and pump up people in the morning, and it's ridiculous. Um, I listen to Blixts in the morning, and then in the afternoon, my team really likes um, reggaeton, so a lot of like Ozuna and like uh, J Balvin or reggaeton. Or, um, last one, last but not least, let me say what what the heck who we listen to a lot. Nope. I'm going to forget it. So, yeah, reggaeton in the afternoon. For me. So, this is the first. Sorry, you go, John. No, I was just going to say country, country, country. I love country. <laughs> and reggaeton. <laughs> so, for me, I'm actually, for the first time, I'm the ox guy uh, for our, for our, like, for um, for the gym and stuff. So, I, I'm on the loudspeakers. So, I try and mix it up. I try and keep everyone happy, right? Today, I played some rock and roll. I played some Africa, Toto, kind of stuff like that, right? Right, Dream On, Ooh. Aerosmith, stuff like Ooh. that, right? Sometimes sometimes I mix in with a little R&B. Sometimes I'm, I mix in with a little, sometimes a little Drake R&B as well in there. Um, okay. Sometimes I go, I just go kind of like dubstep kind of trap. Not like super, super hard, but like kind of like that. And then sometimes like, a, like what I call summer vibe trap, you know, like upbeat, upbeat. And then afterwards, I always end with Beach House. Beach House is a super like chill, chill band. They're my favorite band of all time. Um, but yeah, that's where I kind of, that's where I kind of bump and some rap no, too. Just kind of nah, ten, 10 seconds, boy, 10, 10 to 15 seconds, five to 10. I said, nice try though. Anand, Anand M asks, I was wondering what is the best way to put the ball on the other court? If you are the third touch, but you cannot, but you cannot spike it. Do you push it to the back of the other court, pass it to the center? Or could you guys talk about this? Uh, go yeah, at the center. I, I think that's like that's elementary volleyball. Put Almost the all the time. Yeah. Put it on the setter. No. Down ball the libero. Nev- You'll get a kill. Down ball. Yeah. yeah of definitely not the libero. Uh, Ethan Jennings. Um, I was wondering what your recommendations are for good questions to ask on recruiting trips and how to turn down a college if they offer you a position. You say no. <laughs> say th- oh yeah, I did turn down. You said so. And Joe, with Joe, you you ex- we both have experience with this. Joe, you go. So first. did Mike go. Everybody had to turn down somebody. Uh, yeah. ba- basically, you call the coach. You say thank you very much. For the-. They know the they know the conversation. The coaches have had thousands of conversations. It's not like you're the first person telling him no. So you just gotta tell. No! Say thank you for the opportunity, but uh, I'm gonna be going somewhere else. Uh, what was the other question? The other uh, question was what kind of questions should oh, you ask? 
we're we're doing a YouTube video this week on this, so be per- I'll I'll just leave it at that. Oh, perfect. Um, let's go, Brendan Quinn here. Uh, question for Joe: When you're looking across the net before you set, what's something that you're looking for? Pretty much the middle. I'll just keep it simple there. Uh, a lot of most of the time, just look at the middle and where they're lined up, their positioning to see if they're cheating anywhere. Um, okay. No, sorry, I'm switching over platforms here to the other. <laughs> okay, we gotta, yeah, we, let's rip through these fast here, guys. Frick, frick, frick. Don't worry, bro, you can calm down a little bit. No, frick you, Micah. You guys we're should all, like uh, a, we're ready? We're not getting a fine or anything. Ready, ready. Leo Paul Russo, how important is it for a setter to contact the ball at the highest point, like Bruno? Uh, Not very important. Yeah, I, I don't think so either, to be honest. I concur with that. Um, how do you get more consistent setting if one hand contacts more? Uh, you're probably going to have to work on that because yeah. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to touch it the same one with both hands. So just work on that consistency. Maybe overcorrect and start using your, your other hand and then try and find somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Bingo. Good way of answering that. This is a really good question. How many redemption sets do you give somebody if they hit an error? This really depends on the hitter. Yeah, I was going to say, it depends on your hitter. If it's your go-to guy, a lot. And if yeah. it's not, then a lot less. <laughs> yeah, it just depends. And That's I, a quick answer. Right yeah, there. yeah, exactly. Bingo. Um, how do you recommend building a stronger relationship with your setter? Uh performing and not making dumb errors if the setter makes a mistake don't go do something stupid and then go complain about the set like the setter just they don't if, if you go and bail them out of situations i guarantee you they're more likely to give you more sets because they're like and they'll they set do. you better yeah because like sure. they have a lot more confidence in, in when they're setting you yeah it's when they you don't have confidence setting somebody that you start setting poorly yeah bingo um a lot of setting questions here tony uh lou Luchi him asks, what would you do if you found out you left? Oh my gosh, this is a perfect question for you guys. What would you do if you found out you left your jersey at home in a tournament? <laughs> I did that one time. I feel like you guys both have done this. I left. I left one of my players Only at the one hotel. Time? Gage, you <laughs> no, no, forgot no. a jersey one time. I I have. I'm really good with that stuff. So what happened was really quick. I <laughs> oh promise I'll keep it short. I promise to keep it short. That's crazy. I brought. I forgot my other jersey, and my dad said, "Change your jersey." And I said, "I don't have it." So then he yelled at me, and then he made me the official jersey checker every day from that on out. So I had to go to each guy on my team. I had to show me they had both jerseys, and I had to check it off the list that they had each jersey. But yeah, I left I've a kid. forgotten. I've forgotten everything. You forgot your shoes at the airport. At yeah, nationals. I forgot my shoes all over the place. I forgot my my shoes everywhere. I left it. Nobody asks about those. People will be like, "You have your jersey?" I'm like, and they'll ask for it, and I'll show it to them. But nobody checks on my shoes or anything else. Yeah, that's just common sense. All right, next question here. Here we go. Here we go. Micah yeah. Skinner, uh, nice name. Um, how to become a smart attacker? Uh, by the way, Micah Skinner won our giveaway this week, so big shout out. Um, I think I feel like this is a bigger concept than we can answer in ten seconds. Basically, limiting errors um, and uh, understanding, I guess, 
the the block in front of you and the defensive system in front of you. I mean, just not hitting through the middle blocker is huge, especially out of system. Not not trying to challenge the middle blocker. I think that's huge. Um, and just limiting dumb errors. It drives setters nuts when you do that. So, um, anything else, Micah? Sorry. No limiting okay. errors and and watch probably watch some film. Yeah, film's huge. Um, right, Rylan Armstrong. How volleyball can be grown as a worldwide sport. Hashtag out of system, of course. Uh, that's how it can be. But also, uh, it just needs to be. I I feel like it just needs to be offered more. Like it needs to be, and it's getting better and better. It's free. You can watch it like on every platform. I think that's so uh, so important. Allowing kids access to be able to watch it. I don't know if you have anything else to add, guys. No. Trying to rip through these. Charles. Uh, Charles Dickus. Biggest Dickus. (laughs) Monty Python. Best ways to improve with only two to four people. Short court or baby court, short court though, two to four people. I would I would argue against that, but it's the funnest thing you could do. No, what? Short court? Yeah, with two to four people, would just get un just get a ton of reps. Yeah, it's it's better than or a than ton of baby court. court or a ton of short. No, court. it's better. Than, I play short court no. every day, Micah. For like, if you have two to four people, 20, in my in my Twice. opinion, if you want to have fun, a hundred percent. Short <laughs> if you want to get better, it's just like if you're playing live, you'll maybe get like one situation where like Dude. that's special. You can re- replicate that 300 times in like Micah. five minutes. As Dude, it's better my, to just get reps. As a libero, it's way better to play short court. It helps my front row game a lot. <laughs> All right, we have like six or seven here. We're getting through, guys. We're almost there. Tan Case Gym, best type of volleyball that will help overall. Like beach doubles versus grass doubles versus indoors. Uh, that will help overall, I guess. They're kind of different. I don't know. I think they complement each other. I feel like beach helps the others more so than anything else. Than the others help the the other two. I guess. Does that make sense? I feel like yeah. beach doubles yeah. helps indoor uh, sixes and grass more than the other two help the other ones. I would say. Hundred percent. I would say beach doubles, even though the setting's a lot different. Yeah. Beach. Still beach. But, yeah. How how to hit wicked angles? I, you two should answer this because you guys. <laughs> wicked gauge. Do this. I have I have no. I've learned I have zero angles. How to hit Go wicked gauge. angles? I don't know. I, mean, uh, I have a G- gauges. Gauge is libero diet, and then just yes. don't hit for a whole year and just show up at a tournament and go hit. Eat a bunch of cheese curds and then show up at it and eat burgers, dude. I ate like I think I ate like two hundred cheese curds before that. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> at Wait, least. can you give me some advice? Because this is also a question I would have. I don't know. It's just like. I mean, I can't be like. All right, I I also realize that I have a pretty nice arm swing. Like, I'm not gonna just be like, like totally alluded to the fact that, right? So it's like that, but it's like I don't know. Just like, just gotta whip it around. I gotta have it's the snap of the wrist, man. You know what I'm saying? I know, so but how do you? Down. How do you? How are you not like, dude? If I hit it that low at that angle, I'm gonna get blocked. Me, I, just, <laughs> I don't I think. I think like people don't think I actually hit like like because you can go high. You think I can go high? You think I can go over anymore in my car? I can't jump that high. I can't. <laughs> I'm not that big. Are you kidding me? That's all I got. Then you, yeah, but then you could just hit it high. Yeah, but uh, I did, and I bombed the back wall sometimes. I'm not like I'm hitting over anyone. Also, I've watched the baby court video twenty thousand times. Yeah. Which so, one? Event, dude, so many people, dude. I know. I've been I'm watching so those videos. Happy. I'm so I've been waiting for the second one for so long. For seven <laughs> days, really, to be honest. <laughs> Not it wasn't seven days, it was like five days. I'm our I'm I'm our biggest fan on those videos. I'm like, dude, I just want to watch these all day long. <laughs> Do you know who won overall? 
because uh, we played the game with the, with the opposite hand. I don't know who won the table. I, I don't know the scores. I don't know the scores of the of the lefty game. All right. All right. We're almost there. We're almost there, guys. Colin Jones, eighty-eight. Best ways to get recognized by college recruiters. Uh, I, I'll have to be honest. You pretty much have to play club volleyball. Like if you don't play club volleyball, it's really tough. Um, and then you just gotta. I mean, if you're a good player and stuff, they'll find you. Like for the most part, like, you just gotta. People ask if, like uh, ask for like secrets and stuff. I'm like, if you're a good volleyball player, they'll come and find you. Like, bottom line, I don't. I, I don't think there's yeah. Like, a work key on to, your like, work on your game a lot. I think maybe. I'm starting to realize that maybe people that are asking this are like obviously not the crazy highest recruit of their class. Yeah. Um. So like, like Micah su- was. Like Micah no, was. No, I would. I would suggest <laughs> always working on your game, like we say. But like, if you're trying to find like an, another solution and you're and you've been doing that, I would definitely say find try and find their contacts, send emails of highlights and all that kind of stuff. Um, be your own biggest advocate and get in get in contact with people um, as much as you can and just try and send stuff so that maybe um, yeah they like what they see and they have some spots. Okay, perfect. I like that. Nice job, Micah. Way to be way to way to get serious on us. Um, we needed that because we were just giving BS answers there. Uh, the last three questions Whoa. I think are uh, these last three questions I think are awesome. I think it's a good way to finish everything off. Um, Kev Lou asks. How do you improve reaction time and agility besides using the libero diet gauge? <laughs> uh, you guys ever seen the movie? Can you repeat Dodge that again? Ball? Wait, wait, wait. What was I just reaction timing diet. and agility. Okay. <laughs> How do I improve my reaction time and agility? Short court. Short court. I'm not even kidding you. Short court and that is true. I just, and the stuff we do at Hawaii is I literally just stand on the ten foot line with like no blocker or maybe just one blocker and point blank just getting absolutely railed. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, dude, I get hit in the face, for face sure. a couple times. The libero drills are you, pretty You get hit in the face a couple times a day? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It shows, for sure. No doubt. Really? I got a hard head, man. Let me tell you. I've been hit. I ran into a door, a metal door full speed. No concussion. I I, I have a I hard li- head, too. Yeah. But, dude, but this area right here, the nose is where it, if it hits you direct on the nose, that's that's no bueno. Hey, th- hey this, question, this question goes into that a little bit, actually. Sort of ties in. Sydney Nadungu, I think it is, asks, how do you guys train your mental strength in off-season, a.k.a. lockdown or even off-court? So during Confident. like... I think Gage, Gage got the strongest mental game. Gage? Yeah. Men- <laughs> Gage has the strongest <laughs> head game. So if I were to... <laughs> Sorry, I can't myself. So... <laughs> So, so in order for me to improve my head game, <laughs> I don't Gage know, is also his own biggest fan. He's <laughs> cracking up at his own joke over here. Oh my. Yeah, I just have a lot of confidence in my head game, so it'll just improve over time and whatnot, and then just get better and better. And just it's actually confidence, like actually, just confidence. You know, yeah. I mean, like just confidence. That's all I got. Hey, I my biggest. Yeah, how is, do you build that? Yeah, my my I biggest. Mean, you just go. Sorry, go Gage, go go. It just I come like I've had I've had teammates that like don't believe me sometimes or anything like that. When it comes to that, if you you just gotta believe in yourself, you know, right? Let's say if you're not playing well in that moment, right? You gotta know that you have the ability to get to that to get to the level where you want to get to it, right? Yeah. You don't necessarily have to be an elite level player to realize, okay, I can become an elite level player, right? Yeah. So then you kind of and, and it's hard, but I don't know. I I'm, I'm really good at just blocking out people. Whatever they say, it's like all right, whatever. You know what I'm saying? 
So that's and, – and that comes from the confidence part of it. Like, I know I can – like, you can say whatever you want, bro, but – Yeah. It's like, whatever, dude. All right, last yeah, question. Yeah, bro, whatever, dude. <laughs> whatever, bro. Last question. Madison Lee 11 to finish it off. Cupcakes or cookies? And I'm a big cookie guy. Cookies. cookies. Shout out Cookie Man. Not even close. Cookies. Cookies. I hate cakes, cupcakes. Yeah. The all right. Frosting's always too sweet. Yeah, that's true. Well, all right, everybody. We've said it before, and I have to say it again. We're going on a freaking tour this summer. We're going across the U.S. We're going to be hitting up some of the biggest, baddest mofos tournaments in the country. You guys know who you are. Please DM us. We're hitting up. We're talking to club directors right now. We're talking to fans staying at their house. If you are listening and you want us to come through your town, you literally don't know where we're We don't know where we're going. Email us, outofsystem808 at gmail.com. We need, uh, we want to connect with as many people as possible. We have big plans. Please email us, outofsystem808 at gmail.com. Out of system on the road, baby. Gage, why don't you take us out of here? Thanks, guys. It's always a pleasure chatting with the me, me boys over there, even though they're so far away from me. I just feel so, so connected to you guys physically, mentally, spiritually, right? And that's how I want to feel with our audience. Hey, and one more thing I want to say. We get people coming up. Micah, when you were back in Hawaii, we get people coming up saying, hey, love the podcast. We get that pretty often. I want to give a big shout out to all you guys because without you guys, none of this would be possible i know it's cliche but it really is and, and it's awesome when you guys so don't be afraid to, if you ever see us somehow don't be afraid to approach us and say what's up say what's We'd up love to say. exactly if you're ever in france don't be afraid to say <laughs> out of my you guys are ever cruising through poitiers say what's up <laughs> um again if you want to be on that just make sure if you want to be uh giving advice just make sure you dm us or anything like that or any of our platforms and remember if you can't handle the heat get out of the damn kitchen this has been another episode presented by Alice's. <laughs>